That was Double Up by Nipsey Hussle, Belly, and Kennedy. Greetings as always. This is William representing Peachtree Property Management, where we invest in fix and hold rental properties located in BC and D-class communities. So today's episode is going to be about the pre-approval, pre-qualification, the differences in them, and why it's important to know the differences in those two things, and why... Uh, you must have them uh, to go shopping for a home and why a realtor should ask for these things uh, before he allows you or she allows you to uh, go into these different homes. But before we get started, um, you know, I just want everyone to know this is going to be short and sweet. It's going to be informational, just like always. But the whole process or the whole point of this uh, podcast is to uh, help with reverse gentrification. And so what my company does is we buy homes that are in, I, I don't even want to say uh, distressed conditions because they, in more than, they are in more than distressed conditions. Um, they're, you know, uh, kind of, I give the analogy, sometimes it looks like someone uh, rolled a grenade in there and it, and it blew up. Uh, you know, that's what they look like. And so what I do is I go in, I renovate the homes top to bottom and give people uh, a nice place to live. New everything, wiring, plumbing, electrical, flooring, um, everything that you can think of. And what I do is if the market is $800, $900, I'm two, $300 cheaper. And so to allow me to do this and allow people to have a sustainable home for four or five, six years, and that's typically how long I keep my tenants, uh, you know, I do, I am uh, seeking uh, help. So if you want to assist or if you want to partner up, uh, you can hit me up on WAG Realty LLC on Facebook. You can contact me at anchor.fm, uh, which is a podcast, um, you know, uh, podcast system, uh, you know, keep supporting this channel on Spotify, uh, Anchor.fm, CastBox, Google Podcasts, uh, and all the other podcast uh, networks that you can find me on. And again, this this uh, podcast is called Real Estate for Beginners, where I'm looking to inspire uh, people to get into real estate so we can help as a community, as you know, the human race, help one another uh, to have affordable living. They say if you give a kid a sustainable home, uh, allow the kid to, you know, live in a, uh, one place for an extended period of time, they will do that also. And they will have a better life. The kids will have a better life. So, you know, most of my tenants stay in these properties four, five, six, seven years. Um, and like I say, I, you know, I do well at upkeeping. Um, but, you know, like I say, with the market the way it is now, it's a little harder trying to get them turned around quicker. Uh, so if you want to give to my GoFundMe, which is called Keeping Rentals Affordable, and again, my GoFundMe is called Keeping Rentals Affordable, you can contact me or uh, donate straight to anchor.fm. It's called uh, Stripe, and you can um, send donations that way. You can also send donations through my cash app, which is called Wag Realty LLC. And I'm in the future, I'm going to think about um, mentoring I do with my 
my younger cousins, but I'm gonna think about broadening out and mentoring younger students that are in high school. Uh, show them how to, um, you know, purchase a home, what to expect, what to you know to look for, how to fix certain things. Uh, so, you know, if you like to know more or help out more, just please contact me. Um, but to get to what we were talking about and what you all clicked on this podcast about. So dealing with um, pre-qualifications, pre-approval, I used to be a realtor. Um, and so, you know, I, and, I, and I bought homes before. But as a uh, realtor, you want to make sure, sure people get pre-qualified. And pre-qualified is you just go to a, that, that homeowner or that potential or that future home buyer goes to a loan officer. Uh, it could be a bank or some type of company. And they, they have their credit ran, um, which is probably like a hard, hard uh, pull. And, uh, you know, they, the, the person overlooks, they work on the finance part and they don't really go in depth. Um, and so what happens is they make sure that uh, everything looks pretty, pretty fine, but they don't tell you they have a whole team of people a whole group behind them for the pre-approval to actually get approved for that amount. Uh, and it's called a pre-approval. And, and my uh, estimate, my guess is because basically you are pre-approved for that loan amount, but you haven't received it yet. So once you receive it, you know, you, you are officially approved, but uh, you have a pre-qualification, which is basically, uh, you know, a lot of realtors use that to, uh, I then say, well, I can show you a home and say if you get a pre-qualified for up to 200000 they can show you a home for 200000 on down. A lot of realtors do that and they, you know, they get excited, but I think they should take it one step farther because what happens with the, the getting pre-approved, the final process is when you go through underwriting. This is a lot of things people don't think about. Uh, with underwriting, it's, it's a beast. So if you've been moving from place to place, you live with your relatives. Uh, if you are a junior, um, if you know you are the th- uh, third, if your family members have property and uh, it's not distinctive, if it's the first, second, third, or uh, you know the senior things like that, you do have to have in writing an explanation showing why you didn't include that on your, your taxes. Why didn't you mention that before? Because that's a lot, that's, that's some things people don't think about. They say, well, I didn't include it because it's not my property. Well, you need, you know, because with the uh, underwriting, they have some, um, they have like access somehow to some system they use and they can pull, I guess it's like dealing with fraudulent information and they can pull uh, things that your loan officer couldn't. You could, that someone can't pull through a regular, um, you know, background check, or I should say, I shouldn't say a credit report. Uh, it is similar to like a back background check. They they find out where you stayed the last five years, ten years, twenty years. Uh, they will pull. They will probably find some things in underwriting that may not have showed up on your credit report. Maybe there is, uh, you know, you didn't pay a phone bill. Um, you know, you got with another company. Maybe it's seventy five dollars that was owed. They may they'll find that. They'll find out. Well, um, thirty five years ago. You lived here. Why didn't you mention that? It looks like you still own it. And it could be your parents' property. And you were two when y'all moved there. Uh, this stuff happens. You know, they're not here to look at dates and stuff. They want you to explain it. 
Uh, you know, if you live with your in-laws, you can move somewhere and stay with your in-laws and you have mail sent, mail sent to uh, their address. They're going to ask, well, uh, you lived here. Why didn't you mention this? And you let them know, well, this is not my property. All right. So, the, you know, it's a, it's a different beast. So I feel like a lot of people, a lot of realtors, uh, a lot of BICs, as they call them, brokers in charge, should push this to their realtors. And the realtors should push this to the home buyers as far as go through the, the whole process. You know, don't just get pre-qualified pre, yeah, pre and stop there. All right. Um, you know, so to help you with headache, a lot of people don't realize what can happen if you just go through the pre-qualifications and then you don't get pre-approved. All right. So I'm going to take this quick commercial break. Um, I'm listening to, you know, you can listen to my, uh, my ads, my sponsorship, or you can fast forward it. So what happens when... A person gets pre-qualified, then finds a home, gets it up under contract, then goes to try to get pre-approved. Well, what happens is all those things I mentioned earlier, and then on the contract, you have to have it extended. You have to write amendments. And maybe you have to fork out a little bit more money to extend this contract. Uh, you know, you may have to put down a little bit more uh, earnest money, you know. And then, and then when you come to find out that they may not even pre-approve you. And then you lose your due diligence. You lose your earnest, you know, um, yeah, it's a possibility you could lose your earnest money uh, or a certain percentage of it. You could lose the money that, you know, trying to uh, extend this contract or trying to extend this loan and they're finding out things. I have, I went through it. My uh, brother-in-law's gone through it as far as, uh, you know, it's not even your fault. It's the, the loan people are catching things. And so, you know, to keep you keep the loan active, uh, you may have to pay two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred fifty dollars uh, to keep the people uh, wanting to uh, keep the home off the market. You may have to give even more money. So I've seen this extended because sometimes the underwriting process does take an uh, extended amount of time. And you may be working with a limited budget. Like what I mean by limited, you may have, you know, most of people are going to go to the to their max on their loan. You may get approved for three hundred thousand. Matt brings eighteen, nineteen, twenty thousand dollars to the to the table to close, including down payment and closing costs. Um, and you know, you may be stretched. Maybe you only saved up twenty thousand, and so you know, it looks like a lot of money until you find out well you had to spend it all, and then you may have to ask to borrow some more. Then, if you did receive uh, any type of lump sum from a family member, they they will go back. Uh, through your bank statements, April, you know, because they're going to ask for those things. And they say anything strange in the last two months, three months, whatever they ask for, they, they're going to say, well, you need to show me proof. Where did this come from? And then if you got money from a family member, they need to write down, uh, they're going to be required to write down that they gave it to you and possibly be asked where they got it from. If it's a large lump sum, because what's happened in the past, a lot of, you know, uh, people have, um, you know, lied and, and hid money and, and things like that. So, you know, it's a way of, you know, um, what, they, what, they, what they call it, um, uh, not Uncle Sam, but I guess you could say Uncle Sam or whoever getting in your pocket, the IRS finding out more about you and people trying to now be on the up and up because a few years ago, uh, to, from what, 2007 or before, you can do those um, no-doc loans. You can just say, well, yes, I make... 300,000 and you didn't have to show no no proof. Now they're trying to be stricter. Wells Fargo got in trouble and they're coming down now with 
um, shutting down everybody's credit line and making you sign for credit cards because they had to pay millions or billions of billions of dollars because um, they were creating accounts in people's name that did not ask for it. They were uh, people money laundering, uh, you know, the drug dealers, the cartel, mafia, whatever was hiding money through Wells Fargo. And so they had to pay a lot of money. Now they're saying, well, those nine, 10, 5% personal uh, line or revolving lines of credit, we're, we're shutting those down. You can open up credit cards with 19 and 20 and 25% interest so they can make their money back. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it's a money grab. You, you know, you, people are learning from their, their mistakes and it's making it harder to get into a home. But you just want to make sure that you do go through the whole process of getting pre-approved and not just pre-qualified because they, it can take, depending on who you go and how far back they are, how far back backed up that company is that you're getting your loan through, it could take an extended period of time. They could be finding every little thing, especially if you're dealing with rental properties like myself. They may find, you know, they, they'll find a property and say, well, this property is in uh, your company's name. I need you to prove that you own that company. Or uh, the, it looks like um, I had before when I just bought a property and when you just buy one, it takes a couple months, depending on how big the city is and how far behind they are, on putting your name on the mortgage. I mean, not on the mortgage, but on the um, uh, on the taxes and stuff. So when they ask for that information, uh, you know, they say, well, this company owns this house and this house. Uh, you need to show that you own that, that company. It's like, well, no, I don't, I don't own that company. And they were going. They they asked, "Well, we need to see um, proof of was it the settlement papers where you bought it and make sure you don't have a loan for it. We need to see declaration uh, papers from the insurance company that you do have insurance on these properties. They want to make sure so if these houses burn, they don't lose their money. And you try to take that your money and uh, fix up the houses and stop paying your mortgage." You know, even though they they're going to throw a PMI on your pro uh, property mortgage insurance. Um, so, you know, they still want to make sure there nothing's in the way of them getting their money back, even though they may even sell your loan uh, in the future. But that, like I say, I dig digress. Um, so it's the difference between pre-qualified and pre-approval. If people get happy when they get pre-qualified, but that mean, really means nothing until you actually get approved. And so go through and realtors need to tell their clients and you can inform people that now that you're listening um, or, you know, yourself. Well, we need to go through the whole pre-approval process um, and, and know that we do officially have a loan for this amount. And the loan office is going to ask you, well, do you have do you have a property up, up under contract? You can just tell them, no, I just want to go through this process so I know for sure everything is out of the way. People get pre-qualified and then go shopping. And then get their feelings hurt. So again, uh, you know that's all I wanted to mention. I just wanted to make sure my listeners across the world, um, especially in the United States, where most of these, a lot of this stuff that I'm talking about applies, uh, are informed. And so, if you want to have a topic mentioned, just hit me up. Uh, Wag Realty. That's W A G Realty LLC. Um, you can also, you know, that's on Facebook. You can contact me through uh, YouTube. Wag Realty LLC of North Carolina. Uh, you can watch my videos. You can chat with me there. Uh, if you want to uh, contact me on uh, Castbox, uh, Anchor.fm, or some other way, but whatever it, whatever it is, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on Instagram. 
Uh, and my Instagram account is at Peachtree Property Management. And again, it's the at symbol Peachtree Property Management, like peach the fruit. All right. Until next time, everybody take care. Peace.